Welcome to the Brand Bank. This is where you build your wealth of knowledge on branding. How do you build your business's online presence? How do you establish your personal brand? How can you be seen as desirable by your clients? Join our host, Sam Neo, branding expert, as he invites different experts to add to the Brand Bank every week. In this episode, Sam talks to Walter Lim, the founder of Cooler Insights, a content marketing agency in Singapore. He has done more than 200 workshops and trained more than 4,000 professionals in marketing. Learn more about what it takes to stay relevant, make your brand more visible, and what branding truly encapsulates. Listen to find out more. Welcome, Walter. Hi. Hi, everyone. Uh, it's good to be here. Uh, thanks for inviting me, Sam. Thanks for joining us on today's um, Brand Bank session itself. So as the name suggests, we're here to share with our audience, right? Some branding concepts to deposit and so that they can extract and learn from all experts like yourself, for example. So maybe for a start, Walter, you've built a very good brand in terms of cooler insights. I love the name, to be honest. So <laughs> how, how did you come up with this name and what was the key thing in your opinion that helped you grow this brand so successfully so far? Well, actually, the name came out as a bit of an accident. Actually, I wanted Marketing Insights. That was way back in 2004, 2005. But the name was not available. The domain was taken up. So, uh. Uh, so I decided, hmm, Marketing. I tried Business Insights. I couldn't get it. Uh, I tried uh, I tried Communication Insights. So in the end, I thought, ah, why not just make it more generic? Uh, and so I, I came up with the name Cool Insights. So originally it was Cool Insights. Okay. But uh, one day I forgot to renew the domain name of my website. Somebody took it <laughs> over. <laughs> Some aircon company. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said, okay, since I can't be cool, I'll be cooler. And that's where Cooler Insights came about. <laughs> so, so you better remember the renew again. Not you've got to oh, be yeah. like Coolest Insight already very soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and, and in fact, I mean, the interesting story about, about the brand and even our logo, which is a pair of spectacles, was that uh, it actually came about when, um, you know, I did some work for an artist and, and he thought that uh, one of the things that, that seems to stand out from, from our interactions was, you know, uh, visibility, you know, being able to see well. And also it kind of like reflects my brand and me like, uh, as the guy who wears spectacles. Okay. So, so that's how the logo came about. That's how the brand came about. And, and our focus really... Uh, we're not an optometrist, we're not own this, but we can help you to see better, especially in the online world, uh, and to gain uh, insights uh, beyond just you know what, what could be very uh, easily understood by, by most uh, you know marketers. We, we want to go a bit deeper, and, and that's why we call it insights. You know, it's not just strategies, it's insights. <laughs> yeah. I like what you shared about, you know, the, the symbolic thing behind, which is about helping people see things clearer. Mm. I think it seems like that is something that most people don't quite talk about. And it seems like one of the key things that your brand focuses on in terms of helping people see clearer. Maybe we can expand a bit further, right? When it comes to marketing, branding, um, how can we help our audience or end consumers see better? You know, what are some things we need to pay attention to? I think we, we need to approach uh, branding and marketing in a holistic fashion. So mm. it has to go beyond just individual strategies or tactics. Um, for example, uh, I mean, in the past, we had the four Ps, right? You have the product, promotion, price, and place. Uh, these days in the digital marketing world, people are talking about uh, different digital marketing strategies like SEO, social mm. media marketing, content marketing, um, uh, even, even storytelling. That seems to be something that's becoming out. And, and that's what, but what you guys have been focusing on. But I think when we look at it from a holistic fashion, we also have to look at the, 
the entire sphere of uh, customer experiences and interactions with our brand. Okay. Uh, and, and what I mean by this is it has to be from the point of, uh, of their need, their wants, their desires, um, how it can uh, converge with what we as brand owners have to offer and, and how and the kind of uh, aftertaste, I would say, that it leaves in their mouth. You know, so, so, um, so when you talk about branding, it isn't just about uh, having a fancy logo, although that mm. helps. Having a name that is uh, memorable, that sticks to your mind is important. But I think it's also about the complete experience. And, and sometimes people forget about that. Um, I, I see a lot of uh, brands, uh, especially in the digital marketing space where I operate, uh, they're, they're, very, they're very excited about uh, you know, all the different uh, technologies and, and tools they can use to gain more visibility either on uh, from a search perspective or social media, how to how to hack their, their Facebook ads, you know, mm. how to game the algorithm. But uh, but I, I don't really see that they are focusing on the entire customer relationship, which is really so important. Um, and sometimes that that can be the real deal breaker when it comes to uh, you know really creating your that brand, that brand presence, that uh, that brand affection. So far, what you shared, I think it's very relatable in terms of how can we ensure our brand becomes more visible, right? It's really not just about the tactical bit that you mentioned. Of course, there's a lot of SEO, SEM, or the ads that we talk about. But you brought up a very important point in terms of creating the right experience mm-hmm. for your target audience so that they see you and they want to continue seeing you yes. essentially, right? Mm-hmm. They feel that, you know, you are worth seeing and spending time with. So maybe let's dive a bit deeper in terms of that customer experience in terms of building a brand, right? So maybe any example you can share with us, how can we build a positive experience with clients or what are some maybe quick wins that we can get started that you can share with us? I think when it comes to uh, customer experience, we should look at it from even before your customer becomes your customer. So, yes. So uh, I would say even prior to prospecting. So when we talk about uh, delivering uh, value to uh, customers, it starts from the point of time when you, when you just share, uh, just like what, what you all have done, you know, very openly, very transparently, what are some of the techniques and strategies that they can use mm. to improve themselves. So this can be okay. either B2B or B2C. So, um, so providing value through uh, useful content, that provides utility, uh, giving them tools, uh, and all of these even before they they um, purchase from you. Mm. Um, so, so give an example. Uh, if let's say you are in uh, FMCG business, right, or maybe let's say you're selling selling shampoo, for example, right? Okay. Uh, you know, most shampoo companies will talk about, oh, how this shampoo leaves your hair silky soft, yeah, how it's yeah. perfect, you know, for making you look good. But, but why not also? Talk about hair care, uh, even before you, you, you talk about shampoo, talk about uh, how, uh, no sleep habits, talk about um, mm. how frequently should you wash your hair, what kind of diet should you eat to have nice hair. So, so mm. I think it's, it's really wrapping your brand around the, the customer's uh, various related concerns and needs and providing value in terms of uh, content is one. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the other part is also uh, after, they, you know, after they have... Um, invested in your brand or invested in buy, bought your product or, or use your services, then uh, how can you make sure that you're, you're constantly uh, looking after their, their welfare? I mean, to the best of your knowledge, it's kind of like looking at the entire customer journey. You know? so, so when you look at fulfillment, uh, customer fulfillment, for example, 
from pre-purchase to uh, purchase to uh, experiencing your product and service to post-purchase, you want to be uh, accessible. Doesn't mean that you you want to uh, be there all the time. You know, uh, uh, some, I mean, you be there when when there's a need to, but you you hide yourself. You be invisible when there isn't a need for you to appear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I think that 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 kind of uh, delivery of value in the various steps is something that maybe most brands can think about. So so let's talk a bit about the the pre-purchase, right? Which you spoke quite a bit about the shampoo example, for, for instance. So this is today I'm selling shampoos. Um, the point that you're trying to bring across is that we need to add value beyond the product and service itself, right? To let them, perhaps from one point of view, is give them more knowledge to address more pain points that's beyond the product. That's kind of related, but beyond the product. So at what point should we know when to stop essentially because we can spend a lot of time and effort, right? To constantly give all this information, but may or may not lead to the actual sales. So from a from business point of view, your advice is, you know, how, how should we find a balance? When to stop? How much is too much? How little is too little? What is a good balance that, you know, people need to think about essentially? I mean, for, for us as digital marketers, uh, we, we do look at uh, the whole interactions with, prospects in the mm. form of a funnel right? so okay. when we look at the uh, marketing funnel or, or the customer journey uh, you need to have different types of interactions with uh, customers at different stages so somebody who is uh, who happened to be uh, reading your blog article or interacting with you on Facebook or LinkedIn uh, could be quite different from uh, somebody who has already uh, maybe filled up a form because he or she wants to attend yep a Zoom webinar where he'll learn about the uh, the art and science of, you know, uh, hair care, for, for example, right? Yeah. At the later stage, uh, perhaps you may have an offer that is specific to a customer. And even after the customer has invested in your brand, let's say he or she uh, decides to buy your shampoo, um, you know, um, why, why don't we, you know, use that as an opportunity to uh, make them part of a, a community of uh, hair lovers where, where, you know, we, we kind of take care of their needs. So, so in a way, it's not just about uh, the transaction itself, but it's about mm. uh, how they feel and how they, you know, they can, can they see themselves in your brand. In other words, uh, they feel that they are part of, of this community and, and, and that's where really the magic begins. Huh? Hey there, we hope you're enjoying the podcast. This episode is proudly sponsored by StoryBuddy, Asia's first AI storytelling employer branding tool. Head over to storybuddy.co to check to create your free account today. If you like what you're learning so far, we want to challenge you to post the keynotes of what you're learning on social media and tag us. Think of it as a step to strengthening your brand. I like what you shared about not being transactional. I think very often when it comes to business, especially in the Singapore context, recently I was asked this question in an interview Mm. that, you know, what's the difference between the Singapore context and maybe like, you know, Indonesia, Vietnam, I say Singaporeans typically on average, not all obviously, but on average, very transactional. I think that's how education has brought us up. The business world is like, it's about the cheapest quote. What can yeah. you offer me? What's in it for me? Yeah, I wish what's, your bottom, what's the bottom line, right? Yeah. Precisely, what's the ROI? You know, that's always a question. Mm-hmm. You know, how fast can you deliver a result? It's always instant. And they forget about that relationship building, like you mentioned, which is very yes. important. And that is where I think, like Walter, you mentioned that community building bit, which really comes in to give them value beyond just buying a product, right? Pre-sale, yes. during the sale experience itself, even post-sale, how do you constantly engage them with that, that community, that value in different shapes and forms that you mentioned? All these that's things right. are so, so important. That's right. That's right. I mean, I mean, actually, um, just to share a bit of my, my own experience as uh, 
as somebody who runs a digital marketing agency, uh, we we actually don't uh, we hardly spend any money on ads. So hmm. most of the most of our clients come to us organically. Um, so so um, sometimes some through search, you know, uh, so they find us on search engines, uh, through social media, and and, and I would say almost ninety five percent of the content that we share are all educational, are all learning. In fact, uh, mm. uh, any any company or, or any any individual who, who who takes this this pieces of content and diligently goes and applies it and learns and, and uses it will see results. Mm. So 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 I don't really hold anything back, uh, and uh, we very rarely do like the lead generation campaigns. We we do occasionally like, but we don't really use that to to kind of uh, send people to a very uh, to a funnel where there's a very um, purposeful kind of drip campaign, you know. So okay. first email is this, second email is two weeks, mm. and then three weeks. You know, there's it's become you know, sometimes it's become so formulaic uh, that I can't even yeah. predict what what this guy's gonna say. <laughs> and so I I don't really want to go that way of um of of kind of like making it a, a templatized style. I sure. still want to make it uh, more personal. And what I discovered is that by doing so, I still get a lot of people coming to me for help, uh, uh, brands, uh, you know, trading opportunities all organically. Mm. Uh, because I, if people see that you, are, you, you provide value consistently and you, you seem to know what, what you're doing, uh, I think the, uh, the, the confidence that they have in you is not enough to, to, you know, to bring in uh, customers. I can easily testify that Walter's content yes. is great. I mean, that's how I oh, met you. you virtually and now, you know, in, in of course, still virtually, but at least in, in person, <laughs> yeah. podcast session itself, right? Mm. Um, maybe just a follow-up question. So even for me back then, when I mm. first started out, it was purely organic as well yes. because I think I also believe like you, it's not about being pushy, it's about giving value first. People like you, people come to you. I think for both of us, of course, quality aside, I would say I'm relatively lucky as well, where people, you know, come to me, trust me, and likewise for yourself. But for those out there who are constantly working so hard, right, creating a lot of content and giving value, but not seeing results, right? Is, is there something particular that they should be focusing on or should they maybe start thinking of the, the paid ads version? Any, any advice for people like that? Uh, you, you want to look at the, uh, like I said, the, you know, the, the customer journey, so the funnel, right? Yes. Um, so, so, so when it comes to brand building, in most cases, these are really uh, at the it's, it's really at the awareness level that you are you are mm. anchoring. Uh. So so you're trying to build that that reach, that grow that fan base, that network. Uh. Um, but uh, as you produce content, and and I would recommend that uh, you have to be uh, intentional when you do so, uh, not just. Uh, post or anything that you like or anything that you find interesting mm-hmm. because everybody's talking about it in the news. Yep. Um, then you want to be able to track uh, uh, you know, the numbers like, like how many of them would be uh, for example interacting with you on, on your social media but, but then do those people then go on to uh, visit your website or fill in a form uh, you know, to, to do a one-on-one session with you or, or you know, um, to, to sort of like you know uh, find out more about the products mm. and services that you offer. I think, I think that that is important. I think, I think we, uh, we have to also use a bit of that um, testing and um, mm-hmm. evaluation method. You need to uh, experiment and try and, and see uh, which of the, the lots of content and the channels that you post uh, could be uh, effective in uh, you know, uh, getting you the right leads. 
So and also one of the things that uh, I noticed that uh, um, sometimes the, the people who interact the most with you on social media may not necessarily be your clients. Absolutely. But your clients could be the silent watchers, uh, you know, but they, they are seeing. You see. So, and then one day, if they happen to see, hey, um, I, I saw that day you post this. They say, hmm. God, man, I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah I saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I noticed, especially those from uh, the larger companies uh, um, tend to be this way. Lah. Um, yes. But I think it's still good. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I have a, I, I feel that it's better to be generous, even though uh, your regular group of uh, fans who, who like or comment on your post may not be your paid clients. But mm-hmm. it's still, I mean, I, I still feel that I'm happy that I could still give them some value and give them some takeaways that they could use. Lah. And, and, the, and the good thing about this, uh, creating this regular online presence is that uh, when, when, you're, when you know, people who are following you silently uh, may see this and one day, uh, you know, they may approach you because they, they kind of know that um, you, you, you have been, um, you know, you, you know your stuff, you, you're knowledgeable in this aspect, you will help them that way. Essentially, what you're saying is a lot about relationship building, right? Because you talk about customer experience, customer journey, but it's how you build relationship, whether or not they are paid clients, right? Whether or not you know that, whether you can see them engaging in a post or not, if you're constantly giving behind the scenes, the silent watchers, or sometimes I call them the stalkers, essentially, right? Yeah. They're, they're there, they're receiving, and you build a goodwill, whether or not it's direct, right? And for people who are supporting you, I mean, the very fact that supporting you is nice to just reciprocate, just thank them. It's also a way to build your brand to show that, you know, you're an appreciative person as well, I guess. You know, people can see, people can tell. Um, maybe before we end this, right, what is one final coolest insight that you can huh. let our audience take away before we conclude the session? Yeah. I, I think that uh, I want to encourage everyone, especially in this uh, COVID-19 hmm. world, uh, to, to have stamina, to, to have grit and to persist uh, when, mm. when, when, you, when you try out something it doesn't work out uh, even for a month two months you should still continue on because it's going to take longer to see results uh, out of any of your uh, branding or marketing endeavors and because and there's so much noise online sometimes you, you need to be able to uh, persist like, in order to you know yep. uh, win over uh, and to kind of uh, break break through all, all of that that noise that's out there. So I think it's important for us to have that persistence, that grit uh, in times like this. Thank you so much. So hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of The Brand Bang. Walter, thank you so much once again for joining us. Thank you. We hope you liked the podcast. Find us at I'm EB Man on social media. And for more insightful branding content, follow Sam Neo on LinkedIn. Link in bio.